So anyway, I was left holding the pig, greased from head to toe, wearing nothing else. And then everyone else just kind of walked in. Oh, shit, we're recording. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Should Have Gone for the Head. My name's Jack. My name's Rhiannon. And um, I should really tell tell you when I'm recording or like say when I'm about to start recording. Because that was, <laughs> you guys caught the end of a great story there. I'm telling you, it was. Whoops, constantly. my finger slipped. <laughs> Whoopsies, I hit the button by accident. Oh, it has been another week. Time has passed. And I know you've all missed it since you've heard our salty and beautiful voices. Salty, though. Uh, I think sultry is the word you're looking for. That definitely was the word I was looking for. But like, you know what? Salty works. Because, you know, I'm like, every now and again, I'm a little salty. I got some shit that I'm like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. I, I, don't just, like- I imagine it being like the thing where you write stuff on your hand, you know, and are beautiful and like squids at smudged words, <laughs> salty voices. So. I I remember for the first two episodes, I like sent you pictures or like screenshots of my notes, but like I rush them so much now that like they're not really English. Like it's the most broken dyslexic grammar you could ever imagine. Like they're just to remind me what's happening. So, yes, I have our salty voices written here. (laughs) Salty voices. I love it. (laughs) I also have um, Dazney's Cockring, which I'll I'll come back to in a minute. (laughs) It's supposed to say Disney. That's supposed to say Disney. That joke's going to make sense in a minute. But anyway, Rhiannon, how have you been? Uh, I've been good. Um, it's, uh, but there's been some really nice weather uh, over the past week, so we get to actually experience the out- outdoors world. Ah, um, so that, that's, that's been real nice. And there's, been, there's some, been some interesting trailer drops this week. So, oh, you know. there has been so many trailer drops this week. I've... I've committed at least half an hour this week to just watching trailers, which is like <laughs> a good amount of time. It's not too much, not too little. It's a it's a good amount of time. But before yeah, we get yeah. into trailers, I think we need to talk about this week's sponsor, and that is Evanscape. Has your balls gotten out of shape over lockdown or during quarantine? Do you need to shave your genital area, but you need an affordable razor? Go to evanscape.com. For only $29.95, we'll send you a box of razors, every kind of shaving thing you need, and your own personal Evan to shave your genitals. That's evanscape.com forward slash should have gone for the head for a 10% discount. Evanscape. Keep them trim, keep them lean, keep them green. Anyway, on with the episode. Rhiannon, what trailers have you been watching this week? Um, well, uh, I think one of the my favorite ones we got this week was the Loki uh trailer i honestly Uh, think that might be the best one we got all week yeah yeah no it was uh because i suppose we like we had teasers beforehand which are like ah yes loki i don't know what the fuck is going on (laughs) i don't know what's going on and i'm happy i don't know what's going on yeah this this one gives us a little bit more context but it's still very kind of like huh um so it's Loki, but he's been captured by some time agency because he took the cube and like in in Endgame, and that's after fucking with time a bit. It also makes me think that we're just kind of back to 
asshole Loki and not the Loki yeah. we get, like, say, end of Ragnarok, beginning of Infinity War, which I'm like, okay, I get, but also makes me real sad that we lose out on all this character development. <laughs> you see, so. I guess it makes sense because that character died, like, like a proper death at the start of Infinity War and, like, his arcs were complete. But this gives yeah. us fresh Loki who can have new character arcs. Yeah, yeah. That don't involve Thor, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm guessing that's where they're going with it. But like, yeah. Was there any like standout like moments in that trailer that you were like, that's that's that good shit. That's that like Marvel heroine directly into my veins. That's uh, uh yes. Oh. Owen Wilson. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um I, I hope every episode ends with like Loki being like, I guess we should go here next. And he's like, wow. <laughs> Every episode, all his dialogue should just be wow. wow, wow. Um, I don't know, like, I, I was loving that, that whole, that whole trailer. Um, do you think they're uh, gonna be like partners? Do you think they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, like a, like a back and forth kind of team? I am signed up for this, this buddy, this buddy series of, of Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. And I'm I'm not taking anything else, you know. Um. You know, it's before we start shipping them because we know we will eventually start shipping them. Owen Wilson kind of gives me like like Doctor Who vibes. I'm guessing he's supposed to be like the Marvel equivalent to Doctor Who, because that's yeah. what the comics are like. The Time Variant Society and the comics are just like they're basically Doctor Who's. Like it's yeah, that's basically what they were basing it on. So like, I'm guessing that's what Owen Wilson's supposed to be. Which is kind of sick. Um, I, I guess. Uh, Owen Wilson Doctor Who is a thought that has never crossed anyone's mind before. But now that you think about it, you either love it or you, ha- you hate it, you know? Um. I mean, like, it's probably better than the last two Doctor Who's, so that's saying something. I, I, I don't know. I fell off that show. I, that's a, that... I've only seen, like, I think up until the beginning of like David Tennant's last arc like that's that's how far into Doctor Who I ever got to be fair um, that's you saw the good stuff then because after that yeah. it's like it's a slippery slope of just like oh, oh yeah I've, what if I've this been was told alive? uh the what writing this... starts starts going out of control you know uh you know what the problem was it's the guy who took over Doctor Who and this is a side rant this is nothing to do with Loki but the guy who took over Doctor Who is the same guy who wrote Sherlock. And that's Stephen Oh yeah, Moffat. no, Moffat, yeah. And like he he has this like this way of writing dialogue that sounds super intellectual and smart until you stop and think about it for more than <laughs> Until you think seconds. about it for too long and you're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> hmm. Wait, that's that makes no sense. He's like, "It's clear you're a raging alcoholic because the way you put your phone into the charger, there's several marks at the base of your phone. Therefore, you've been slamming it in while drunk." No, Sherlock, it's just hard to get it in the first time. It's Sherlock, it's just... I'm just really uncoordinated, and I feel really, yeah. I feel really offended right now. Sherlock, <laughs> iPhones are built awkwardly. Sometimes you gotta like take the port out and flip it, and like, like. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone right now because I keep time for the trailer on. I'm sorry, not the trailer for the episode on my phone. I keep the time. This with is the trailer the for the Should Have Gone for the Head feature length movie. What? Yes. Honestly, I think um, Netflix gives everyone a comedy special. So I think if we play our cards <laughs> right, you and I could get a Should Have Gone for the Head Netflix special. 
Oh, it's going to be great. No, honestly, I'd be super up for that. Like, just give it proof that you and I play well off a live audience. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Back to Loki. Um, Loki looks amazing. Like, it's definitely the best trailer we got this week. Like, by far. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. A little sneak, sneak, sneak peek at the him and Natasha. Huh? That scene is going to be... Oh, I'm so excited for it. Because, like, do they have... They only have, like, one interaction that I can think of. And that's where, like, he's locked away in, like, the big glass circle thing. And she's, like, she's trying to get information out of him. Is that the only time they ever talk? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Because I think, like, outside of Avengers, Loki doesn't really have any interaction with, with the other characters. Hmm. Um, Maybe, like, other than Hulk from Ragnarok. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. It's weird because in the first Avengers movie, he's one-on-one with everyone except Bruce Banner. I mean, he gets one-on-one with the Hulk at one point, but yeah. he's one-on-one with everyone except Bruce Banner. But it's, um, yeah, it's going to be nice to see those two talk again because they had a really nice back and forth in that. Yeah. Also, um, I can't wait for the moment where she's like, wait, so you've seen all of time and you've been traveling time. He's like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> did they, did my sacrifice matter? Did it? Did they did they give me a proper funeral? Did the friends and family and the Avengers turn up? And then he turns to her and he looks to her and he gives her a stern look and he's like, Well, if it's any consolation, Hulk took a medium-sized bench and he threw it right into a lake. And then she turns to him and says, Wait, what? Like, just 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 threw a, a bench in a lake? Then what? And then he goes silent and just like gets up and walks off. I just find that really funny because he's also dead at the same time that happens. So, uh, like, <laughs> he actually is he the only one who gets less of a funeral than Natasha? Uh, yeah, I I guess unless you want to count maybe Thor's five years of mourning. Um, oh yeah, no. Plus, Thor gives him like kind of a eulogy to Rocket, where he's like, "Ah, uh, my father's dead, my mother's dead, my brother's dead." But he's been dead before, but this time I, I think it'll stick. I mean, at least they talk about Loki's death. Natasha gets, like, two lines and a throne bench. <laughs> like, genuinely, that, that poor character, she gets, a th- she gets nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong, she gets her own movie, so I guess that is something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's wild. Is, was there any other future timelines there where you're like, that looks sick, that looks cool? I'm up for that. Um, oh god, I'm even just trying to think. I think I was just so blinded by utter excitement. Uh, it's also been like a good few days since I've watched it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hyped. It's like, yeah. um, over the weekend, I ended up watching. Was it like? the end of Ragnarok or, or something and I just got reminded of how much I love Loki uh, oh, just as genuinely. a character like <laughs> he's like top tier villains he's in like the top three like Marvel villains for me it goes yeah, yeah. Loki Thanos and as I'll mention in this episode your boy Zemo like your boy Zemo <laughs> your boy Zemo he's just he's just a relatable guy who's ex-military and lost his family and um, tore the Avengers apart and happens to be super rich and handsome. He's just a relatable guy in that sense. He's got some dance moves that everyone loves, you know? It's like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Did you see the and one was... hour cut of him dancing? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I got that last night. I'm like, that's amazing. That is. <laughs> I oh. I appreciate Marvel are leaning into the memes at this point, you know, because there was the whole thing of like everyone thought the Agatha song slapped, so they released it like as its own track, and then like Zemo dancing got one hour cut version. I'm like, Insane. yes, like the Agatha dancing that literally sorry not Agatha the dancing that Agatha thought song that yeah. hit number five on iTunes that week. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's. Like, talk about all the creepy timelines from Loki. That's the one we're living in. We're living in that timeline. <laughs> also, you can bet your bottom dollar that we are going to be here and ready and willing to do six to eight episodes of a breakdown on that Loki show when it drops on the podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought you were going to say six to eight hours breakdown on the Zemo dancing video, which I was also <laughs> really down for. You're definitely up for that. Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> From a trailer that like blew our minds to a trailer that didn't blow our minds. Did you, okay. you didn't watch the Black Widow trailer, did you? I did not watch the Black Widow trailer. Uh, and uh, Jack knows my reasons is because I usually watch like maybe the first couple of trailers they drop. And then I stop watching trailers after that point. Um, simply because I don't want more of the movie spoiled for me. Um, but you, you were saying there's not much in this trailer. There's, um, all right, I have a note here, right? I wrote a note. Here's the note, right? You ready for this? Okay, okay. The bl- the newest Black Widow trailer is like a solid gold cock ring. I'm happy <laughs> Disney put the money into it. That said, the more they show it to me, the less I care. <laughs> there is just nothing in this trailer. Like, there's there's nothing you haven't gotten from the other trailers except a release date. Which, if you're an yeah. avid listener of the show, you already knew the release date. We we already we already hit you guys up with that. <laughs> like there's there's it's nothing mind blowing. Bizarre it. analogy, but it works. You know. <laughs> I'm so proud of that joke. There's that's highlighted in my notes, by the way. That is. Oh God. I've underlined it. I've put it in bold. That's that's my joke of the episode right there. But yeah, um, oh. there's nothing new or mind blowing in this in this like um trailer. There's nothing that I'm yeah. like, wow, I got I gotta see Black Widow for this. Now I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm still gonna see Black Widow. Like, yeah, you're selling to the wrong audience here, Disney. And I get it because people probably like if they're not in the spectrum that we are of like loving all this pop culture shit, they probably forgot Black Widow was as a movie was come. It's it's yeah it's like it's it's just not going to be released. Uh, I think they're just duping us all. Black Widow was a movie that wasn't actually made. They, uh, they have the same four minutes of footage. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they no, got it's... four minutes into shooting and like something happened, and you know I think they've just been flying by the the seat of their pants the whole time. They're like, oh yeah, we totally have a movie. Uh... <laughs> I have a theory that um. One of the Black Widow characters is going to turn up by the end of Bucky and Falcon, and that's why they feel like they have to release it now. They're like, we got to get this out soon, otherwise it's going to all fall apart. Like, um, that character's going to turn up and everyone's going to be like, who that? And then like Black Widow will come out two months later like, oh, that's who that is. I might yeah. be wrong. I'll be down. Maybe- I'm, I'd be, be down for that. That's, hmm. Yeah. I, that definitely possibility of happening. There's a lot of a lot of interesting stuff happening in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, we will get to that. Do not worry, dear listeners. We will get to that. But before we get there, I got to talk about a cinematic masterpiece. 
something yeah. I have been I have been building to. This is the film that's going to change all films. I thought the Snyder Cut was going to redefine cinema, and it did in its own right. But this is this is something different. This is this would make Martin Scorsese cream his jeans just thinking about it. This is honestly, if I was Quentin Tarantino or Steven Spielberg or like any of the big name directors, I just retire now after just seeing the trailer for this cinematic masterpiece. This is pure film. This is beauty. This is art. This is redefining the genre. This is Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> Did you watch the trailer for this? I I had not gotten the chance. I didn't quite realize the trailer dropped, but then like I realized there was a lot of memes going around about like Don Cheadle being in it. And like, of course, everyone just making the War Machine reference of boom, you're looking for this. Um, yeah, there's a, I, I have not watched it and I would love very much if you attempt to describe it to me. Okay. Also, the, the reason I'm willing to talk about this is because like Space Jam has Don Cheadle and Don Cheadle is War Machine, therefore Marvel Connection, therefore I can do 40 minutes talking about Space Jam. Cool. All right. Justifications out of the way. Okay. So Mr. Basketball Man, I think it's LeBron James. I might be wrong. He, he loved basketball. He's so good at the basketball. But his son, his son don't want to do it a basketball. He want to play video games and do it at TikToks. He say, okay, fine. I take him on a tour of Warner Brothers Studios. And there we're going to learn to be family. We're going to learn to love basketball. So he takes him and he's like, you know, the first place we should go, the server room. Of course, that's the most impre- most important part of the Warner Brothers lot is the server room where they have all the oh, movies God. stored. He's probably gone looking for the Snyder Cut for all we know. But like, <laughs> he sneaks into the basement and then Do- uh, our boy Donnie Cheadle, the war machine himself, he appears to them and he's like, I am an AI computer created by the Warner Brothers studio. Welcome to the jam. And he like, he trons him into the server. So like they all yeah. teleport into the server. And our boy, Mr. Basketball Man, is like, I need my son back. Where's my son? He's like, well, if you want your son back, you have to beat us in the greatest sport of champions, of kings, of warriors. Basketball. 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 So he's like, okay, where should we send him? Should we send him to Gotham? Should we send him to Hogwarts? Should we send him to another IP that we know? Nope. Let's send him to Looney Tunes World. So at this point, you're saying, sorry, go on. I was just like this. I was just like you're just listing all the IPs, and I was like, are they just trying to do like a Ready Player One on it? Like, oh, we're, like, we're not even look at all these the IPs we have. Wow. Also, so, but- I want to add in the the idea of um that the AI they just modeled it off Don Cheadle. You know, they were just like, we love Don Cheadle so much that we're going to model our AI off of him. <laughs> That's the thing. Movies exist in the world of the Space Jam movie, therefore. They probably have seen like like Don Cheadle movies. Like they've probably seen Hotel for Dogs or like fucking <laughs> like Iron Man 2 or whatever. And they're like, man, we love that actor. Let's base our AI on him. Or the AI watched it and was like, man, I love that actor. I'm gonna base my appearance off him. <laughs> Upon this rock, I shall build my church. And that, that rock that is AI Don was Cheadle. just such a big fan of Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> oh, you know what? Like, 
we give him credit. Um, our boy Stephen Hawking talked about the threat of AI before he died, but like he didn't get the chance to mention AI's love of Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> Just he never got around to it, but it was there. It's in his notes if you get to it. <laughs> but yeah, no. So he falls through the Warner Brothers servers, passing all the IPs they can fit in a trailer. So he literally, and I shit you not, flies past Gotham, Metropolis. Flies past the Wizard of Oz slash Kansas. Flies past huh? Westeros from Game of Thrones. Because, you know, every kid loves a bit of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Legit. And then he lands in Looney Tunes land. And uh, Bugs Bunny comes up to him and he's like, look, I'll teach you how to play basketball. We'll team up. We'll make the greatest team of all time. Let's take on whoever we can. And we get like a little board. And it's like, who could the basketball players be that they're going to take on? And it's like, Superman. King Kong, Gandalf, Harry Potter. It's like anyone they have like the rights to. Yeah. This movie is just Ready Player Two. Like it's as many yeah, Easter yeah. eggs as they can fit in there. Like just from memory, later on in the trailer where they're like jumping through the worlds, we see Scooby-Doo. We see the Flintstones. We see King Kong. We see the dragon from Game of Thrones. We see uh-huh. Pennywise from It. And this is the one that freaks me out. <laughs> Because, like, what child is like, oh, my God, I want to go see this basketball movie. It has my favorite actor, Don Cheadle, in it. And they have a great joke about Pennywise. Like, what child is there for that? I think whatever team you're on, I think whoever has Pennywise just wins, you know? (laughs) Pennywise can literally turn into anyone. He can literally warp reality. He's as powerful as Bugs Bunny. Here's the thing. When they when they have these these characters, especially like the the human characters and such, are they getting the actors in to play them, or like are they just weirdly CGI, or is it just different actors? Because I'm see, just saying, I, are they getting are they getting Daniel Radcliffe back? Because you know, see, play Harry Potter. I think it's different actors only because when you in the last basketball game when they're going up against the evil basketball team, because you know there has yeah. to be an evil basketball team led by yeah. Don Cheadle. You can see all the different characters in the background and you see Agent Smith, but he's not played by, um, you know, the guy who played the Red Skull or like... The guy oh, from Hugo Weaving. He's not played by Hugo Weaving. It's just a guy who looks an awful lot like Hugo Weaving. Oh, it's like what they did in, uh, in Endgame where they yeah, couldn't no. get Hugo Weaving. So they got a guy who could do a fucking spot-on Hugo Weaving impression. That's so. genuinely all they do. It's just like they have a guy who kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Mr. Freeze. Like, all the Batman yeah. villains are there. A guy who kind of looks like Danny DeVito. Like, How do you get insane. someone that looks like Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito is like, you, you cannot replicate that man. I mean, it's Danny DeVito Penguin. So I feel like you slap a nose and you get kind of a husky guy. And you put him, like, just out of focus so it's enough. But it's, like, <laughs> it's insane. Like, the characters and, like... If you try refer- to imitate Danny DeVito, you incur the wrath of the god of Danny DeVito. <laughs> The tr- the one and true Detective Pikachu, the the greatest twin of all time. I, but I'm including. Like, one I love Ryan Reynolds, but Danny DeVito Detective Pikachu would be fucking fantastic. Who do you think would win a fight, uh, Wanda and Quicksilver or um, Arnold and Danny DeVito in the movie Twins? We're having a twin. <laughs> I feel like, to be fair, Arnold and Danny wouldn't get as distracted by the incest as Quicksilver and Wanda would. Oh my god. That would be their downfall. But anyway, uh, yeah, it looks fucked up and it looks just kind of like, oh, actually, there's another fucked thing. I didn't even mention this thing. 
But um, okay. So because they're going up against live action characters, how do you do? You think they were going to do like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit on it? Will you be yeah. wrong? Yeah. They're doing CGI Looney Tunes, like three D animated, like cut, not as bad as the movie Cats, but like realistic fur textures and like. No, oh, please, no one wants to be as movie bad as the movie Cats. You know. It kind of looks like you know what they did to Sonic for the Sonic movie. Yeah. Like imagine that, but to Bugs Bunny and like Daffy Duck and. Which Sonic we talking about here? The one we got in the first trailer, or the one what we got eventually got? You know, nah, those uh, are stylized second trailer. Sonics. Stylized second trailer. Okay. Thank goodness it is the second trailer, Sonic. Don't worry. Whoever looked at that Sonic from the first trailer and like greenlit that, I don't know. You know what, Johnny? I like the Sonic design. I think we should make a feature film out of it. But I like the fact out. he has human teeth. <laughs> That's what we're missing. We need to give him some human teeth. That's You know what? You solved it. He needs some human-looking teeth. And you know what? While you're at it, let's make him less hedgehog-like. No one likes hedgehog. Let's make him more like a tiny man who's blue. Oh, that movie's fucked. Oh, God, I'm just having flashbacks to, to original Sonic, and it's just... Oh. It's awful. It's anyway, so it, awful. Looney Tunes looks insane. I'm so up for it. Yeah. I'm like, I genuinely can't wait to, hopefully cinemas are open by then. Hopefully everything's like ready to go and cinemas are up. Because I want to see this in a theater, middle of the day, drunk off my ass. Like, ah, uh, yes. I want to be barely comprehensible, just enough that I can understand what's happening. Because that's the only way I was able to like enjoy the last two Star Wars movies. So I think I really like Looney Tunes as well. Or the movie Venom. You you remember that one. Were we drunk going to see Last Jedi? I can't remember that. But uh... um, I was definitely... I, I drank a full nagging of Jaeger while going to see Rise of Skywalker. And yeah. that's why I liked the movie. <laughs> Genuinely... Yeah, so no, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to see Rise of Skywalker with you, but I do remember going to yeah. see Last Jedi. But uh, yeah, me and, my, me and my girlfriend went to see it on my birthday, and like we we snuck in like a Nagin of Jaeger each, and we were just like like dropping it into our Coke and like eating our popcorn or whatever. And I remember us having a conversation like, "Oh my God, look at all those ships! That's so cool! Oh, oh, he's gonna do the thing! He's gonna do the lightning! Oh, he did the lightning!" And then I realized I'm like, I was like. In my head, we were whispering, but the more I remember yeah. it, we were definitely just talking at regular volume. Oh, I love <laughs> like, it. I we love were just it. talking at regular volume in the theater, and just no one stopped. Just no one was like, excuse me, sir, could you uh, shush down? I guess because, you know what, you were probably providing more entertainment than the movie itself, you know? Uh... Honestly, it was that was early days version of the podcast. That was like the best version they were getting of that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> so from the best versions of things to the worst version of things i think we should talk about jupiter's legacy did you watch the trailer for that no uh i Aww. i did not i i know it came up in my suggested but i just didn't know what the fuck it was actually part of my brain went did they make a sequel to jupiter ascending but um the greatest film of all time with my <laughs> i create my, live anyway sorry with my man crush channing tatum greatest film ever made but um Fucking basically, it's written by the guy who did Old Man Logan, which for anyone yeah. not to know is what the movie Logan is based on, like the 2017 fantastic James Mangle movie. It's it's that it's 
the movie Kick-Ass, if anyone's seen that, uh-huh. it's what the comic for that. That's, it's the same writer. It's Mark Miller. He also wrote my favorite Justice League story of all time, Kingdom Come. He's just like this fantastic writer. But it's kind of like Netflix's version of doing the Avengers or the Justice League, but just kind of shit. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird. It looks cheap. It looks bad. I mean, I, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're Netflix. They pump out something that's either great or something that's terrible. Like, they have a 50-50 mm. track record. But yeah, I know it's weird to see a comics thing that neither of us knows anything about. Yeah, I didn't like Netflix seemed to be really going for the the more indie kind of superhero stuff like Umbrella Academy and now this kind of thing. Probably because, you know, if it does grow big, they own it and it can't leave them like Marvel did. (laughs) Genuinely, Marvel must be like the one that got away from them. Like, oh, yeah, they produced like three really three or four really great series with marvel and you know one mm-hmm. piece of shit which was um we, we won't we won't name it here there's, there's, there's some there's there's some pieces of shit in there yeah um uh, iron fist <laughs> but yeah no um yeah genuinely it's this is their attempt at doing superheroes without using the big two which is marvel or dc so i'll be interested yeah. to kind of see what they do yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be interested in checking it out if it's any good. Uh... Also, they're doing it in what I'm calling the kind of cultural black hole that is the month of May. <laughs> we have like, it's really annoying, but there's about a four week gap if I'm doing the maths right, or like yeah, about four weeks where there's no Marvel content, and we've yeah. gotten so used to doing weekly Marvel content that there is four weeks where we have none of it. So mm-hmm. we have. Loki starts in July. I think it's July third. I might be wrong. I might be doing yeah. Months. But Black Widow starts on July. Comes out on July eleventh. So obviously yeah. we'll be doing episodes on like Loki and episodes on and an episode on Black Widow. But there's a uh-huh. three to four week period where we have nothing to talk about. So in that time, we'll obviously do some back catalog stuff or whatever. But I'd what? love to talk about Jupiter's uh, Jupiter legs. I think they called Jupiter's rising. Yeah. Because it's like the Avengers, if we knew nothing about it. Oh, God. I, I, that should be fun, of just speculating, but we have no idea. Let's, just, let's yeah. not go near any of, like, is this, like, are they adapting comics, or is this a completely original, it, like, IP? It's based on, it is based on a comic by Mark Miller, but it's like... Okay. It would be fun uh, to be like, who's that Pokemon? Who that? <laughs> oh, what he do? Who that guy? Is that Superman? Who that Superman guy? Looks weird. Who is? We can make so much content of us just going, huh? Who? <laughs> what? I'm also laughing because like Black Widow drops like like while Loki's in its runtime, and it's like, what if they just don't drop Loki the week Black Widow comes out? They're like, nope, you watch this, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, or or they drop the episode where you know in the trailer where Loki's sitting on the rock with Black Widow and oh, they're having a chat. Oh shit. What if they yeah, drop yeah, yeah. that episode and Black Widow the same week? Oh, that would be sick. That's spicy, right? That's some good shit. That's a so spicy speaking, meatball. Speaking of weekly Marvel content, you know what it's time for? Can you can you get can you get your shields ready? Can you get your helmets on? Get your big metal wings and your vibranium arms. Because it's time to talk, Bucky and Falcon. Oh boy. The best, best romantic duo this side. Of the oh, universe. Our favorite romantic comedy until Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston start like making love. <laughs> um, can you tell the viewers what you thought of this episode without spoilers? 
damn. Like, again, if you have not watched it, go, go watch it. Because this is, this is a, mm, this is a tasty episode. Mwah. Good stuff. Good stuff all right. I mean, not exactly good stuff, but good stuff. <laughs> uh, this episode is like, um, to tie it back into like the thing we're all about. This episode is the progression from Thor 2 to Thor 3, where it's like, yeah, eh, the last one was pretty okay. This one was, whoo, baby, it was I forgive good the slowness of the last episode simply for the, the explosion of this one, you know? This is like, and once again, like, I I think this is where the show's hits its stride. I think this is like the the Agatha all along reveal kind of level where I'm yeah. like, this is where I finally find like I'm finally loving the show in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, yeah. um, I I think this is what we were we were looking forward to the whole time. You know, it's like we got some great moments in the first couple of episodes and stuff. And we were like, yes, yes, and like now everything's just kind of after dropping, and we're like, yes, this is the show we wanted all along. So, oh, like this is this episode was an eight out of ten. Like I genuinely loved it. Uh, like, it, was, it was really good. But yeah, no. So that's our review. If you have not watched the episode yet, it is now yeah. to like it's now the point where you put your fingers in your ears and you go la 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 or whatever. For you the do. next hour or so. For the next hour or so, you can come back at the very end when we try and figure out who the Mephisto is. But until then, <laughs> or either do that, or uh, this is Mephisto just was old man Jenkins the whole time. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> But yeah, no, um, if you haven't seen the episode yet, we are going in full spoilers. We're going to break it down bit by bit. Go watch it. You have our full recommendations. We fucking, we loved it. We like. We loved it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We love 97% of what Marvel drops. Like <laughs> We're Marvel whores. We've been through this. <laughs> yeah. We suckle at the teeth of Kevin Feige and the beauty in which he bestows upon us. We love everything he does for us, except Iron Fist. We do all of it. We will. We would kill for everything and anything they give us. Hell, I'll even enjoy a Captain Marvel if I have to. I'll do it. I'll fuck it. I'll watch it if it comes to it. But yeah, <laughs> we be loving Marvel. Anyway, do you want to tell the audience what our big oopsie was last week, or should I? Our our big oopsie was a member of. Uh, so at the end of last week's episode, a member of the Dora Milaje showed up and automatically. Myself and Jack were like, ah, a Koye, you know, uh, turns out it wasn't a Koye. Uh, so that, that's her big oopsie. In our defense, she's only, she's only on screen for like a second. And so when you see Dora Milaje, you automatically think a Koye. Yeah, but she's, it, the, she's by far it, the most recognizable, like member of the, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. She's like the one you remember. Yeah. But it so, was like, um, <laughs> It was not a Koye. No, it's a different it member of the Dora Milaje. Which are which I had two texts from two different listeners of the show who were like, "Yeah, um, you accidentally did a racism. You guys mixed up who the member of the Dora Milaje was." We just really like a Koye, guys. <laughs> we love a bit of a Koye. We just we wish she was here. She wish we wish she was here on the show with us. I was about to but do no. the voice like the John Lennon bit, but I was like, "That's gonna get so offensive." I just chose no, not no. to. No. I want you all to know I'm the bigger man. I made the choice not to do the impression. Oh, God. Okay. Um, um, with that out of the way, 
Can we talk about Bucky's little counseling session in Wakanda? I had to laugh because like you get like the sweeping shot of Wakanda and you get like the Black Panther music and you're like, oh boy, we're going back to Wakanda. And it just pans to this little cave in the middle of nowhere. Just like some shithole hut on the outside of Wakanda where they where they're keeping the white guy. Middle of the forest or something, and I'm like, cool. I'm like, definitely not saving the budget and not showing off like (laughs) the actual like city of Wakanda. It's just I was laughing at that, but uh, yeah, no, we we get to see him overcoming his conditioning, I guess. Um, (laughs) And Bucky Barnes proving that real men can cry, (laughs) even if they are mostly enhanced and like you know. 100 years old those real men can cry yeah yeah ah <laughs> oh, fuck um the only thing i got from that scene was like man if he wanted counseling he should have went back to wakanda like the counseling she was giving him was clearly more effective than the, the therapy we saw in the first two episodes yeah i'm like dude i'm pretty sure you could move back to wakanda they 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 let you in for sure um, sure, they might be having a crisis of uh, their king not quite being there, but, you know, maybe you can help him out. Uh... I mean, like, even if, like, worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario. You know in Wakanda how it's all beautiful skyscrapers and the massive, beautiful city, and it's like, everything's amazing and high-tech. And then, yeah. like, there's, like, a big force field around it, slash, like, cloaking device, and then at the very edge of that, there's, like, guys who live in little mud huts and, like, shithole, like, tents that take care of little cattle. You know, the guys who yeah. have to pretend that Wakanda is poor. So it's, like, the guys on the very yeah, outside of Wakanda. But they're, that they're like, the border tribe as well, so they protect the border, yeah. yeah. The border tribe who have to live in a shithole so everyone thinks Wakanda's bad. You can just put Bucky <laughs> out there. You can put him in, like, a little hut out there. So, like, have away him, from have the him Live with the gorilla tribe or something, you know? <laughs> Or live with the gorilla tribe. That would be sick as well. Have a funny movie of him and Nimbaku hanging out. <laughs> Nimbaku. Fucking our next Black Panther right there. I'm calling it. I'm loving that guy. He should be Black Panther. Oh. Anyway, um, fucking better therapy than he got in any of the other episodes. And we see him like <laughs> flashing back and it pays homage to that line where he's like, yeah, I remember all of it. Yeah. Where he sees all the killing, all the Winter Soldier stuff. Uh, it's fun, fun stuff. Memories of Wakanda, of him going through crippling <laughs> trauma. Good old, good old. Maybe that's why trauma. he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, every time I go there, they shout words at me and then I cry. <laughs> it's either crying or fighting in epic battles. It's the only two things they have me do. That's all my time in Wakanda. I, I want to say, can we, we also appreciate the fact that uh, Steve and Bucky being men from like the 1940s and stuff are very, very progressive in their mindset and do not show <laughs> racial slurs at the Wakandans. I actually think in I think in Wakanda, it's the other way around where I think everyone's racist to Bucky because, you know, Black <laughs> Panther sure is like, don't tell me you brought me another broken white boy. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they call him that a lot. They're like, oh, here's the broken white guy. Like, I mean, they do give him the rad name of White Wolf, so you know that that's pretty sick. White Wolf is a pretty tits name, and I like the fact that he used it once ever. It was like 
we got one throwaway line about it in this series and one like reference to it. They definitely like changed their mind. They're like, yeah, no, people like the Winter Soldier name more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god. Then um we got Ao and she's just like, look, you got eight hours. You have Zemo for eight hours, then we're coming for him. And I love the idea of a ticking clock because that like that adds some urgency to this episode. While like the last episode felt like there was no urgency and everything was moving really slow. Yeah, and I want to appreciate that they didn't go with the gimmick of uh, Bucky knows Zemo's going to be taken soon, but he's not going to tell them. No, he walks into the house and he's just like, yeah, no, the door Milaje want you. We only got eight hours. <laughs> that completely caught me off guard. I assumed he was going to like <laughs> lie to everyone and be like, um, what? I didn't know about that. No, he's just like, yeah, they're coming for you. It's G, it's happening. Yeah. That, that's nice. I'm really happy they didn't like leave it like that. Where it was just like... Yeah. They subverted our expectations in a nice, like, good way. Like, in, in quite a logical way in many ways. But then, uh, let's see. Did, did, the boys get a nice room for their lads weekend with a couple of star-spangled windows in case you forgot it was a Captain America-themed show. You know, they had their first night where they went clubbing in Europe. And now this is, like, they're in a different city after, like, their Euro trip. And they, they got a nice place for the weekend. It's quite sweet. They weren't in Europe. They are in Madripoor. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Did they say where Majapur is? I assume it's somewhere in, like, Thailand or, like... It's it's considered uh, to be, like, either a Caribbean, somewhere in the Caribbean, or Pacific Island or something, because they said it was a place of piracy beforehand. So I can only assume it's somewhere around there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, um, they get their next place for the lads weekend anyway, and they're like, okay, we got to find out but stuff about Carly. Let's split up. Let's split up and look for clues. We know. We know she has a friend. Split like up, old gang. Lady who died. So this. So the Zemo Scooby Gang. They split up. They look for clues. And Sam finds out like, oh yeah, everyone's real poor and sad. Which is like, you could have told. You could have figured that out by just looking at the place. Like yeah, yeah. There was no need for like a five minute scene where Sam keeps ax- asking people for information. They run away. Yeah. But, you know, oh was, god. That was a but, pretty fun scene. Oh, yeah, Zemo just comes in and he's just like, "Ah, I have sweets though. Tell me, give me the information." Turns out all you need is sweets, dude, and just very yeah. willing children, um, to talk Jay- to. You. Oh, fuck what is what's the little song he's singing at the start like uh um, like black, sheep? black sheep yeah it's so fucking creepy like he's so creepy you know when you're a child and your parents warn you not to go near strangers or like people giving out free stuff that's <laughs> fucking who, zemo and his fucking Zemo's... fur collars like trench coat don't get me wrong your boy be styling i love that jacket <laughs> sick, but like when he's just like, ba ba black sheep, have you any wool? I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh god, Zemo, ah! no. <laughs> oh fuck! Like, don't get me wrong, he's the MVP of this episode. He he's oh, yeah. slowly becoming my favorite villain. Like genuinely, <laughs> I kind of love Zemo now. Is that oh, weird god. to say? Yeah, no. Like he's he's in, he's he's smart. He knows where to get the information. So yeah, he just like drops some sweets. He's like, "Fucking tell me where this funeral is," and then he keeps it to himself to use his leverage later. Like he's just he's just a smart dude, you know. Like he's the best kind of combination of like he's really smart, but he's also a really good fighter when it comes to it. He's like he's got a nice mix of both. Yeah. No. Exactly. 
Yeah, when he's just like, um, come here, children, I have Turkish delights. Ooh. Don't tell them. It was my son's people. favorite. No, eat. Um. <laughs> eat up, children. Give also, he gives all the sweets to the children, you know. Maybe he's just <laughs> not a totally bad dude and only kills and blows up the UN sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the UN kind of had a coming. <laughs> I don't know. After watching this episode, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like anti-government, anti-society. I, I watched this episode, and it, it did what the movie Joker failed to do to me. I don't know. I think is this going to be another thing of like you missed the point by idolizing them? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what? Cut to like 2018 when I'm like, yeah, Thanos was right. We should wipe out half the people. Me coming out of the theater, just like, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. <laughs> You'd be dust. You'd be dust. I look at a little child next to me. You would be dust. Your mommy would be dust. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, they split up. They, they find out that the funeral is going to be on. And then we get that really nice moment where Carly gives like, um, I say Carly as if it's like, I Carly, like she's, she's doing her little like special or whatever, like Carly Morgan. Our, yeah. our girl our flag smasher our main our main super soldier she's just like yeah no um we were taught independence we taught nobody was going to come for us unless we did it for each other and it, that funeral scene like one it humanizes her but two it kind of lays out more or less how she thinks and what she feels about everything yeah in her relatable what did you think of that scene no it, exactly they're they're definitely trying to bring her to be like more humanized and like reasoning for her actions but like even then i don't think even she quite realizes the reasoning for her own actions you know as the the like the line of just like oh you make me sound like a supremacist but you know girl you're you're blowing up people like i'm like (laughs) um that's that's the thing like yeah this all sounds really smart and logical but she's she she killed she just killed some innocent people really you know and you're like yeah and she'd do it again and i'm like "Mm." but like i love the fact that i carly was just like she blew up all those people last episode but it turns out it was only like three people died and like three but 11 injured 11 injured i'm like oh that's good it means those other 11 were just explosion proof lucky that that, that was lucky yeah 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 because that was Um, a very big explosion but anyway um oh yeah we forgot the part where um fucking new cherry flavored cap tracked down bucky and sam and they're just like yeah two avengers can't really stroll around without being noticed let's all go together best friends and uh go get carly yeah looking john walker and they're just I'm like, slowly oh, coming around on it. I'm genuinely I, coming around on it. I am. There fucked. is. I want to say yeah. there's a big thing in like Marvel community at the moment where people just hate this guy, hate this character because <laughs> hashtag not my Captain America, and I'm just like, yeah, that's the point. But like, it's like people have gone so far to like death threat the actor, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hey there, buddy. Like, no, no. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. It's like just sit down, and enjoy the show. Yeah. Don't be completely enraged by this character. It's part of the narrative. Like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? I genuinely um, feel so bad for both the actor and the character that I'm like, I kind of like him because I feel bad. I'm like, he's a bit of an underdog. Like, you liked Steve Rogers immediately. But yeah, this he guy, just gets he just gets shit on constantly. Oh, like constantly. 
Like, whether it's someone <laughs> spitting in his face or no one giving him respect, I kind of love that. But, um, and, um he, yeah, so that, like Sam is like, okay, I've talked to, to, uh, to soldiers with trauma and stuff. It's like, I can, I can talk to Carly, you know? Yeah. It's like more and more, I'm like, yes, Sam, Sam is the Captain America we need. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, our boy is just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Zemo, I'm gonna get him, I'm gonna lock him up for a second. And then we're going to wait in here. And after 10 minutes, if he's not back, I swear to God, we're going in there, guns and shields blazing. Bold of you to assume handcuffing Zemo would, like, work. Um. Yeah, j- like, literally, like, five minutes later, he's just, like, slipping out of there like a greased pig. Like, he was just yeah. out there. But I love how after, like, five minutes, it's getting to him. And he's just like, no one's listening to me. We're not going with my plan. No one respects me. And he just, like, he perks up. He's like, fuck it. I'm going in there. And he like yeah. snaps and charges in. Yeah. Because uh, whenever you saw Steve Rogers make a plan or an idea or whatever, people just did it. They stuck to it. They immediately agreed and did it. But yeah. with John Walker, whenever he pitches anything, it just gets shot down immediately. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I do feel sorry there. for the character in the sense that he just gets constantly shit on. But they're, they, like the way they were doing it there was definitely like the Steve Rogers approach. You know, Sam was going to go in there. He was going to talk, you know, yeah. like no violence, please. Um, no, but it was like, I, I love that one. Like Bucky's just like, you're not, you're not going in there. And he's like, yeah. your partner's in there without backup. I'm going in. And he like, that really builds on um, the partner, the partner relationship between Battlestar and um, new diet Coke, Captain America. <laughs> I've got so many of these. I got one saved up for in a minute. That's like my favorite one. And it's oh, so stupid. God. It's. Do you want to hear it? It's actually, it's not even funny. It's, I wrote it in my notes oh, earlier this morning. I wrote it at like 10 o'clock this morning. And I was like, that's a hilarious joke. Tell me. And I'm like, they meet up with John Walker, AKA Captain America. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Jack. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, so Captain American. Um, yeah, he charges in there and attacks uh, Carly. I'm just going to run to the bathroom for a second. You just run everyone through the next couple of beats of what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, Sam goes in and he starts talking to Carly and they're actually having this, like, really nice, like, heart-to-heart, well, like, heart-to-heart moment. I don't know if that's quite how you describe it, but uh, him just kind of reasoning with Carly, like, no, I get it. Like, I understand why you're trying to do this whole thing, but like the way you're going about it is is wrong, you know? And she's she's kind of standing by her conviction and stuff. She's like, no, this is the only way. But like he kind of starts getting through to her. Uh until uh Captain Americant, um bloody John Walker walks in, and just decides to start chucking chucking shields as <laughs> And uh, yeah, so so fighting, fighting ensues, um, and Carly Carly runs, and oh my god, like super soldier versus super soldier of just uh, every <laughs> Carly and Bucky just being fast as fuck, boy. Um, I am back. What, what did I miss? Uh, I just got to the part where like John Walker runs in, and like there's fighting, and Carly runs, and um made the quality joke of Bucky and Carly just being fast as fuck boy um, oh it's I love their little like they're like jog slash like it's clearly them running at regular speed but the footage is sped up a little bit yeah yeah 
Oh god. But fuck, I love the moment where Carly's she's pulling out the uh the soldier formula, like the yeah twenty vials or whatever. What she's got thirteen left, I guess the thirteen vials. Yeah. And like, fucking, she turns around and just blop blop two in the chest. Zemo. Zemo. (laughs) And to be fair, right, this whole series would have ended there and then if Zemo had done the one. Should have gone for the head. He should have gone for the head. (laughs) See, ladies and gentlemen, Uh... this is why we picked that name because. In life, when you're doing anything, you gotta commit to it. You gotta give it 110%. You always have to go for the head. Look, maybe he just wanted to stay out of prison a little bit longer. You know, he knows if he shot her in the head, he goes straight back to prison. He goes straight back to prison. You know, um, I love, I love the moment where because he's a man of his morals, a man who hates super yeah. soldiers. He's just stomping on the blue vials. Oh yeah, he picks it up. He looks at it, and he's like, "Is this what I think it is?" And he just started stomping on it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I I appreciate the fact that Zemo sticks to his morals. Like, you know, he's just like, nope, this shit, out. Bye. Be honest with me. Did you think he was going to drink one? No, I didn't. I was actually sitting there like, oh, he's going to stomp on him. He's going to stomp. And he did. And I was like, yes. No, I, I they had me. For a second, he picked one up. Like, he's going to drink one, isn't he? And then we're going to get, like, super Zemo. And he's like. Nope, he's a man of his morals. He just starts crushing. He looks like Tom Hanks and big. He's like dancing on him. Yeah. Pretty great. Oh, yeah, no. And then, you know, John Walker comes and clocks him in the head and finds one vial he missed. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're going, we're going full US agent here. Yeah. And I was like, on the one hand, I was like, I kind of saw that coming. On the other hand, I'm like, yes, finally. Our boy, our Johnny Walker himself, fucking. The Pepsi Max equivalent of Captain America. This is it. This is going to be, this is the secret sauce. Yeah. But he, I appreciate he doesn't take it immediately. He just picks it up, he pockets it, and it's, yeah. it's something he, he contemplates for, for later, you know? Also, do you um, think you have to inject that version in or do you just drink it? Because I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, you just got to drink it, right? You just like. No, I'd say you have to inject it in. Um... I don't know. In my head, I was just like, oh, you just got to, you crack it open, you pour it into like, like some water to dilute it, and then you just throw it back in. You're a super soldier. Yeah. I don't know why, but in my head, fucking super soldier serum is the equivalent of my wadi. Like it's. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I love that moment where Zemo's just on the couch with um, like a little. I think it's a towel. towel. Or like, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a little moist towel where he got hit in the head with the shield, and he's got like like a glass of brandy, and he's just like, so given the chance, would you become a super soldier? And Sam's just like, nah, nah, fam. And he's like, good, fast response. I like that. Clearing your morals. Yeah. Oh, God. This episode is just people being like, yeah, we like Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we like Sam. Exactly. As I said, uh, watching, like, of course, you know, Sam being Captain America, it's something, you know, that like we know was was kind of happening since since end of end game but like yeah. as of watching the series i'm like yes no sam totally can be captain america like he's got so much of the same kind of thing as like steve rogers you know he's like no yeah. i'm not gonna take because like i know steve took the the super soldier serum but like that's he did that to save his country and everyone else you know <laughs> he didn't uh he didn't really take it for selfish reasons you know and like here's the thing though and this is almost why sam's probably better of a choice because he's experienced being a soldier and a fighter and a warrior in all these big events like 
like Civil War, like Winter Soldier, like Endgame. But he's done all of that without any superpowers. Yeah. He was just a regular man. He's a regular man with a jetpack. That's all he's ever been. So it's like, you give him that serum, he's probably a better choice than anyone. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and even then, like, trying to resolve the Carly situation through talking rather than going in, like, guns blazing and stuff, you know? Like, I'm just like, oh, God damn it, give me Sam, Captain America. You won me over here, Marvel. Oh, like genuinely. Do you think he's going to get the serum by the end of the show? And I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but do you think like by the end of the show, he's going to be a super I soldier? I don't think they'll give him the super soldier serum. I think they'll just have him as 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 just plain old Sam. Being I don't know. America. I feel like it's like, oh yeah, everybody wants it. So like the one guy who doesn't want it will take it. And mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't know. I might be wrong though. I'm just going to hop yeah. in here a little bit. Oh, uh, is this when the Dora Milaje all show up? Yeah, this is it. So the boys bring two guys back to their apartment from their night out, but they're all a little rough for wear. They're all having a, like a bit of a drink to deal with what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like John Walker's like, we're taking Zemo. And then fuck it. Like a spear just nearly takes him out. Yeah. Uh, I- what I love is like, so, you know, of course people talk about overpowered characters in in marvel yeah. you know be it your 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 captain marvels your um i don't know who else do we talk about your thors your, um, your thors Hulk, that's it your hawkeyes your, your hawkeyes exactly especially hawkeye in many ways the greatest avenger <laughs> but also can we just the, the fucking dora milaje my friend why, why <laughs> holy shit it was I love that when they just like rock up with their vibranium spears. They're like, we're taking Zemo. And he's like, no, no, ladies, just take it easy for. And they just, they move on to just kick the living shit out of the new Captain America Battlestar. How many, how many situations in the past could have been solved if you just had like just even a handful of the Dora Milaje there? Just so many things. You see, that's the thing. Civil War would have been a completely different movie if at the end of it, like Tony and Cap turn after fighting each other and Bucky's just been speared through the chest by the Dormelage and Zemo's been captured. Like, oh, these get shit done. You don't. The, do you that the airport Panther? fight, you know, fucking Black Panther just brings some of the Dormelage along with him. Like, no one's going anywhere. It's like Team, team Iron Man, Team Cap, Team fucking Dormelage. That's where I'm at. <laughs> That Maybe fight on the uh, Titan, you know, if they just had some Dora Milaje, they would have gotten that gauntlet, guys. Genuinely, you didn't need the sorcerers or the guardians or anyone like that. It's just, <laughs> just been the Dora Milaje. They were holding that army back. Like, they were winning the fight in Wakanda until Thanos turned up and snapped. Like, they had the battle won. <laughs> oh, fuck. I fucking... I love that moment, though, where, like, like cap oh my god i called him cap oh oh that was dirty that was uh, wash your bed up with soap (laughs) yeah our boy johnny walker fucking him and battlestar like going at it with the dormelage and they've got nothing like yeah these three brutal ladies just beat the crap out of them like it's so satisfying Oh yeah, no, it's it's just oh, it's just so cool to see them. But I also noticed that like, <laughs> fucking they 
they're fighting Sam and like Bucky, and I'm like, are they just getting in the heat at the moment? Or like, who are we who are we attacking here? <laughs> I love that that moment where it's like Bucky's like, so Sam is like, we should probably do something. And Bucky's like, oh fine, all right, I'll enter. And he just like he stops one of them from spearing John Walker in the head. Yeah, but it's very clear he doesn't want to get involved. So just, just like Bucky, it, Bucky's just like he's just like ah. Oh, Good job there, John. You know, I'm like, ooh. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, when you ladies are done, you you free for another therapy session. I'm really working through some issues here. And also just classic Zemo thing of a bunch of people fighting. So he's just, he's, I'm just, it's like, I'm just going to step out, guys. Uh, you know. <laughs> I love that. They're like, he pulled a Pablo Escobar and just slipped at the back. I fucking, I love Zemo in this. I love him so much. Like, yeah. He might be my favorite character in the show now, genuinely. <laughs> Whether he's doing creepy nursery rhymes or talking about t- talking about Turkish delights or like whatever, I, I kind of love the guy. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, um, there's some uh, quality moments, and also the fact that at the end of that fight, and like you know, Battlestar is helping his friend up, and John Walker is just like, they're they're not even super soldiers. He's just like, oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I feel sorry for you. Ooh. How cool is the moment where he's about to pull the shield and like throw it at one of them and they throw it so well that it misses his hand, goes past it and like pins the shield into the wall. Or like yeah. it, it gets like the thing that you, I guess you call it the handle, I guess, or like the buckle of the shield, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The kind of leather piece. Like the spear goes into that and holds it into the wall so he can't take it off. Oh God, the Dormelagier just, God, they're so rad, man. Oh, like we're getting a Wakanda series at some point. I hope it's just like the three or four of them going on adventures and solving mysteries, oh, whatever. Yes, I'd be so down for that. Oh, but yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. So event, so they all decide. Okay, we're going after Carly again. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it our way this time. We're gonna fucking yeah. Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead. I skipped ahead. I bloody I jumped the gun. I jumped the James gun on this. And that is. Um, Carly calls Sam's sister. Oh yeah. What do you think of that moment? With, I, w- I had a moment of like, where the actual heck did she get this information? But then I remembered they had a hacker buddy uh, uh, yeah. from a previous episode and stuff. So I was like, oh okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Again, like y- you start liking Carly, and then she pulls shit like this, and I'm like, god damn it, <laughs> like. See, that's the thing. I still love her when she's talking over the phone. She's just like, you know what? You're a woman. You're a woman of pride. You, you, you're like me. We, you, you remind me of me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, they, they got a nice connection. And then she's like, I'll come. I'll fucking, I'll find you. I'll kill you. I'll kill the kids. I'll kill everyone. I'll, I'll, I'll come to that little dock. I'll kill you all. It was insane. Like, like oh my god. It's, it's like, um. It's like, I remember seeing something. It's like, ah, uh, Marvel, when they make a villain that actually is kind of right in a sense and people start agreeing with them so they have to make them do something very deliberately evil in order for people to dislike them. Oh, like... <laughs> like blowing up some people or threatening to kill someone's sister and their sons, you know? It's, it's weird because they, they make you like the villain and then they have them do that drastic thing. Like, I'm thinking yeah. of Killmonger. I'm like, I fucking loved Killmonger. What a great guy. And then I'm like, wait, no, he was going to come and murder everyone. Never mind. Like, Yeah, it's just like, yeah, he shot that girl that was supposed to be his girlfriend. Yeah. And 
I like, still, I'm genuinely loving Carly as a villain. Though. Like I've come, this yeah. episode really brought like her her conversation with that guy in the graveyard, and then her eulogy, and like just her back and forth with Sam. I'm like, this is this is she's a great. I think character. it makes her a much more compelling villain for me. Yeah, because before she's just kind of there. And like, oh, she doing bad stuff. But yeah. this this kind of cemented her. Like, I'm actually intrigued on yeah. where 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 her story is going. So even the way they kind of like level it, where like she's the Captain America, maybe where they're just like, you're what I pictured Captain America being. What what the world needs yeah. right now is someone like you. And I'm like, oh. And that's... Then I was trying to picture her in the suit with the shield, and I was like, huh. <laughs> That'd be sick. I'd love that. I kind of. I know Where she's do you put all gonna... that hair, though? Um... <sighs> Plus, imagine, like, that Captain America helmet but all the little freckles, like, poking out. Like, through the yeah, eye yeah, holes yeah. and through the mouth hole. She'd look adorable, but it'd be, like... She'd be really cool, actually. I, I'm, I'm not, like... I kind of want her yeah. as Cap now that I think about it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, they all go after Carly. And um, I love the moment where Battlestar and New Cap come kicking the door in. And they got the same oh, pose as like the, their little their little heart to heart scene, you know, of them mm-hmm. chilling and and talking. Wait, um, wait, which? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to run us through that for a yeah. second? Oh yeah, no, they they're sitting there just having some some coffee or some something like that, and yeah. John Walker's like, "Yo, if if you could, you know, if you could uh, take the serum, would you?" And like Bellstar's like, "Oh heck yeah!" Like, <laughs> which is <laughs> it was like. <laughs> i'm like what? okay my friend i think okay um i mean to be fair if you could take the super soldier time i think a lot of people would but it's like, but like oh but like doesn't it make you a terrible on, person there's that fun play on the first avenger where it's like good becomes great bad becomes evil yeah and like john walker um, doesn't know if he's a good man or not yeah they talk about him getting like the three medals of honor and he's just like oh god we did terrible stuff that day <laughs> yeah it's genuinely like those three medals of honor are reminders of the war crimes he probably committed the worst day of my life yeah. so again also, trying to kind of again bringing more like i suppose i'm getting more invested in john yeah. walker as well you know um and i'm hoping that people please stop hating the actor hate the character yeah. Not the actor. Oh my god, people crying out loud. Um, Separate the art from the artist, please. Like, just... Um, but yeah, it's also another little thing, and they'll never do this. I'm calling it out, they'll never do this. But you know what would be really cool as a reveal? If what? John Walker's platoon from um, Iraq or whatever, if that was the same one that the Punisher was in. like Oh, if, damn. If, if there was a throwaway line where it's like, yeah, I served with this guy, this guy, I served with Frank Castle, Frank I served Castle. with like, like if there was a throwaway line like that, I would lose my shit because they have the rights uh, to the Punisher again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine a Punisher US agent series. Can we, oh my God, can we get the same guy that played Punisher in the Netflix series? Can we just get him again? Because he, uh, oh my John God, he was such a good Punisher. Oh, he yeah. killed. I, I hate Punisher season one. But I love season two and I yeah. love Daredevil season two. Like he crushes it as the Punisher. The guy He's is just so built good. as the Punisher. But yeah, it's either it's not a John, John Bernthal, the guy from Netflix as a Punisher, or Michael Sarah. I will expect either one. I will take nothing less. Marvel, you have my listen to man's. 
But anyway, see when uh, you keep saying Michael Sarah, I just keep picturing like Scott Pilgrim, and it's just Scott Pilgrim with a Punisher T-shirt, and I can't stop laughing at that. Scott Pilgrim is like one of my favorite movies, if not <laughs> like top three at least. I fucking love oh, Scott Pilgrim. God. But yeah, no, I genuinely think Michael Sarah is the thing would be hilarious because it's it's funny to take this guy who's like tiny and like skinny and whatever, and then just like you turn him into the giant rock monster, like the muscle of the team. But that's the oh god. But yeah, no, um, that's really cool. He's like, would you take it? He's like, yeah, I would take it. And then like their next scene, they kick the door down to catch Carly. And it's like, this is it. They're going to get him this time. And like, it's a recreation of that moment in the first Avenger where you see Cap kick down the door in like a Hydra base or whatever. And he's got the gun mm-hmm. and the shield and the Howling Commandos. But the only difference is this time that like he sends Battlestar first. Like, yeah. Steve Rogers always was the first man across the line. He was always the first man to go in guns blazing. Yeah. But in this like new new flavor, Captain America just like sends his like sidekick in first just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads to him being captured by um Knifey McGee. <laughs> A lot of knives in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the knives? Um, but I didn't even quite realize he had taken the the serum at that point. It was only when he right. he was fighting one of the the other the uh, one of the flag smashers that he chucked the shield and embedded into the wall. I was like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> oh no!" You, oh wait, do you think he had it at that point? I assumed it was like, yeah, no, he probably did have it at that point. Actually, yeah. I was trying to figure out. I assumed it was after Battlestar got captured and he found like his gun and like the blood or whatever. That like off screen, he just downed the serum. Like once again, no, as I no. Said, I think he, it. I think he had injected it in in that point because oh. he's doing a lot of kicking and embedding a shield into a wall, which is you know we've only seen yeah. Steve Rogers do that. Like you know, so. I don't know why I laughed, but when he just threw the shield and it went in the wall, it didn't come back to him. I was like, that's <laughs> you know, that's how it would go. You throw the shield to bounce it off a wall, it just gets stuck immediately. Doesn't have the finesse of uh, Steve Rogers, you know. No, he um, does not. But yeah, no, um, Carly and Sam try and reason one more time, but then like when everything goes down, they just start running and then Bucky does a little run after her, which is, it's so funny. It's his little run is so funny. Uh, it's just it's quality stuff. Um, also, can we bring up the CGI on Sam's wings is just really well done. Oh, yeah. Hell, even just whole- CGI of like, I'm assuming most of the time, do they have like a sleeve or something for uh like Sebastian Stan to wear when he do- when he has his yeah. metal arm out? I'd but, assume um, it's a green sleeve of some kind, just like yeah, like rotoscope over it or whatever. Because even but, the like, CGI of his arm looks just always looks great. Like even when uh, I think we have forgot to mention the Dora Milaje scene, they just do some like kung fu panda stuff where they hit all <laughs> the right stuff and this his arm just falls off. Like God, the kid looks so betrayed. Um, once again Marvel beating DC to the punch where they finally got their arm fall off man on screen before DC could do it in Suicide Squad Which wait is arm fall off man supposed to be in Suicide Squad oh yeah I I don't think I mentioned this in last week's episode but you know that second trailer (laughs) for um, Suicide Squad James Gunn's version yeah you see um, the, the big confirmation from that is Nathan Fillion is playing arm fall off man he, like you see him with both his arms off, which is amazing. <laughs> but unfortunately, Marvel has beaten them to the punch in this episode when Bucky loses his big metal oh, arm. Oh, I love it. Oh, 
Oh, I'm so hyped for that. Yeah, no. uh, So they all scrap for a bit. That's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Everyone's throwing hands. And then um, Carly comes in with a sweet kick and kind of kills Battlestar. Yeah, a lot of fights going around, a bunch of knives, you know, and they all seem to end up in the same place. Fucking Battlestar got, like, knocked the fuck out, tied up, managed to escape, got to the fight, and then got, like, fucking kicked by Carly into a pillar and just died. Just straight up died. I'm assuming he probably broke his neck or something, but yeah. I mean, how many times Um, have you seen Steve Rogers kick someone you're like, that person is not okay? Oh, Steve Rogers has like it, like if not like directly killed people, but definitely indirectly killed people. Like, he did not hit them with the intent of killing them, but they're most like, definitely dead. The opening of Captain America: Winter Soldier, he's just like knocking people off that boat, like mm-hmm. hitting them with the shield and the spine. I'm like, they're either dead or paralyzed, Cap. You, you murdered a lot of people there. Yeah, exactly. You're throwing um, those big super kicks, but yeah, no, um. He just so gets Lamar kicked Hoskins, and Battlestar. He's he's dead. You see, here's the thing. I didn't think he was gonna die when because I thought he was gonna die. And then they like mm-hmm. he gets out of his little confines. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna make it out of here. I, he he wasn't murdered by them off screen, so he'll be fine. And then yeah. he gets in the fight, and then just like Carly, it was a Carly who does it, or is it one of her goons? Um, I think it's Carly that does it. I remember but, she does like a sweet table slide. Does she like? I think she does the table slide and then like kicks him with like right in the chest or whatever. Mm-mm. I don't know. Killed by one of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, but Battlestar is dead, which is sad because like I really like that character. I I enjoyed him for like the he brief just, moments we got of him. Seemed like a bro, man. He just yeah. he was there. He was there for his friend, like the new Captain America, and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm Battlestar. I'm like new Bucky kind of thing but I'm just I'm just here to be with him you know because he's he's my yeah. bro and bro he really together, kind of, he really bro. leveled out the new Captain America he really like he gave him kind of a relatable like logical guy to work with yeah and then now Which he's is... dead and it leads to probably the most brutal moment in the oh, whole series but can we bring up so so Carly and the boys that they, they leg it out of there like no we we, we ain't staying we murdered we out of here yeah. Then like new cap does a sweet window jump. A lovely yeah. captain ball. Like so good. And then he does a bit of a run, which is great. <laughs> but like, how good was the CGI when he like jumps out the window and slams down on the bus and just keeps moving? Oh, it's just it's so good, man. It's just like the whole tension of that scene. You're just like, oh my god, like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Yeah. And then fucking so they chase him down like this is it this is it's gonna go down cap catches that one guy and it's just yeah. like he gives him a very thorough breast exam with the shield <laughs> you're really looking for all the moles with that thing i'm like yeah does he just so yeah uh, cap chases him down gets him on the steps and just fuck. goes to town on him with the shield does just he like just rip cage yeah, is it hitting him in the chest or does he fucking decapitate him? Like... I think it's the chest because you see, you can see his head still. So like, I feel like okay, we really got okay. like a head roll if it happened. But like, he's just in in the chest. He's really just like oh, yeah. five or six good pumps, and we see like his bloody hand then. Yeah, and just surrounded by people taking videos of this Captain America just murdering someone. 
Um, At least when classic cat murdered people, they were either aliens or they were Nazis. Then that was fine. <laughs> that's G. That's grand. And there was no video of it, so it's G. Never yeah, happened. Never happened. Um, yeah, like I, I have to say that moment slightly spoiled for me in that people had noticed i think in some kind of promotional material there's a point where he has the shield and it's bloodied uh shit end. really yeah and i mean I, I we always kind of we always kind of knew he was going to be a villain anyway yeah um i i only saw on online recently so when i saw him like just like running down these guys i was like oh god he's going to do it he's going to do it he's <laughs> And it's a great like civil war callback as well, where like Steve Rogers oh, yeah. is gonna do the same thing to Tony, but he chooses not to. Oh god, yeah. Fucking shield to the chest, yes. Yeah. Um he's gonna keep going, but he gets him once and then he stops. Yeah. Where like oh. New Cap isn't as good with that shit, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm a murderer. I'm a killer. Stop only after one, but I just kept going. Stab, stab, stab. Um oh. yeah, and just a new murder cap new murder cap and it's just dude it just fucking hell you just the episode just ends there and you're just like what no more give me more how many many easter egg videos you think there's going to be this week where it's like things you miss and it's going to be cap with the bloody shield oh my god i did it again i called him cap (gasps) oh no oh no oh no but um yeah, it's uh, and like even I even noticed the music for the credits was different. It was just like this way darker, somber kind of thing. So I'm like, oh, oh boy, we're getting the good stuff. This was just a spicy episode. I think we covered most stuff in there. Uh, there was there was two things looking back here that we haven't mentioned, but there was no organic way to weave it in, and that is um okay. Sharon Carter's in the episode again. That's nice. Oh yeah, yeah, she shows up for a phone call. Another uh, thing we fucked up last week, by the way. We call her Agent 47, which is Hitman. <laughs> she's actually Agent 13. She's There's numbers. We were close enough. They were like, Agent, Agent, Agent something. You know, Agent 47 is Hitman, yeah. and I'm disappointed I didn't quite realize that. It made sense to me in my head. Like, yeah. we... <laughs> There's a lot of things that we just kind of brush past, like duck penises or little bunnies. Lack we, of we don't, By the we way... Don't... We don't claim to know everything. We just really like Marvel, okay? <laughs> Once again, I think we should just bring up the amount of restraint that it that it takes from me. The amount it took for me to not do a 10-minute bit about Lola Bunny's lacking her rabbit titties in the new Space Jam trailer. To do God. a whole segment about my rage about that, I think it is a lot of restraint there. More restraint than our new Captain America yeah. showed. Yeah, um, she has access to a satellite apparently, which okay. She's agent 13. She's got plot and convenient stuff like a house and a satellite. Yeah. Probably probably like shield old shield tech or old Stark tech or whatever. But this yeah, brings yeah. me to the new thing and that is we get a couple of more mentions of the power broker here. So I'm assuming we're getting them in the next episode or as like the big reveal of the season finale. Have you thought more I about who you think the power broker is going to be and what they are? It could, that could be the case. Or if they intend on continuing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, could be yeah. a villain for a following season? I think I think if they do it as a follow-up, they're going to call it like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I think they'll that'll be like the change for season two or something like yeah. that. Or like Cap and the Winter Soldier. But like... Unless like... It, I think we'll unless... get the reveal of... who. 
Sorry, what? Sam is unless Sam is like, look, I can't replace Captain America, so you can still call yeah. me Falcon, kind of thing. But he will be as such the new Captain America, oh, yeah. essentially. So that could be it. But like, um, if I think we we could get the reveal next episode, or else, it, as you said, it'll be a season finale thing as set up for the next one. Mm-hmm. But like, um, have you put any more thought of who you think it could be or what they could be? I don't know. It's just oh, it's so mysterious, and I'm like, I I don't know if it's a, if it is a pre-established character. You see, with only two episodes left, I have to assume it's a pre-established character. Like, okay, it was Zemo like... the whole time. <laughs> I thought about that for a second. I think did we pitch that last week? Did we pitch that idea? I don't know if we did. Because I know we pitched some wild ones last week, but like, I heard one this week, and I'm like, this is a great one. I have to bring it up on the podcast. And that is, okay. what if Agent 13 is the power broker? Uh, uh, it would explain that, why she has so, so much money and power in Magipore. I I think that's highly unlikely. I don't know. I kind of like it as a twist, though. Like, Why would you, she, like... She has access to the satellite. Out- she... Why would she put a hit out on Bucky and Falcon and then, like, just take him in and... Yeah, but that hit went out almost instantaneously. Like, yeah, she she shot that guy and then 10 seconds later the hit went out. So it's almost like, almost as if she knew that was about, no. or like, the power broker knew uh, that was about to happen. I don't know. Shot. Yeah, it's... Or, or even the way I... she gets in the car at the end of the last episode and she's like, oh, we've got a big problem, whatever. Maybe she's talking to the power broker when she says that. She, or she, yeah, she could be working for the power broker. I'll get on board with that. I don't know if Agent yeah. 13 is the power broker. That seems very unlikely to me. I don't know. The ex-lover of Captain America trying to recreate him and using that for profit after being scorned by the Avengers? I mean, uh... it almost works. It's it's probably unlikely. It's probably not going to happen. This is very much yeah. like Dottie is Mephisto kind of thing where you're like, you're grasping at straws for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still like the idea it might be uh, General Ross again another unlikely one for me um, as I said there's no character that jumps to mind when I think uh, the therapist it's the therapist it's the therapist <gasps> um, no um, yeah I just there's just I, I I don't know. I honestly don't. It's Aldrich Killian again, guys. Yeah. He's he's back from the dead. He is the Mandarin and we the did power just see broker. Him, yeah, we just saw him fall into some fire, so you know, could totally be alive, you know, extremists and stuff. It's fine. Uh, he's just he's just like those guys from the last episode who are explosion proof. You know, those eleven guys it, who were only barely injured by that massive explosion they were at the center of. I was also going to say, could the power broker be be the Mandarin? But then why would he go as the power broker and not the Mandarin? Uh, exactly. So. It's, it's someone who doesn't have, like, a villain name. Because otherwise they'd be, like... I don't think it's Wilson Fisk. Because yeah. they'd be saying Kingpin then. They would, they, there'd be brand recognition for Kingpin. You wouldn't be saying Wilson Fisk. Yeah. I'm, so. like... There, there's no one I could, like, really pull off the top of my head. Maybe Aaron Zola? I think Justin cool Hammer. Idea. Broke yes. out of prison. What a fuck! Because Sam like, Rockwell. <laughs> I got out of the um, armor building game, and now I make super soldiers. It's just what I do. It's just 
Get him his board. Is that his board? Oh. He's fucking great. He's so good in Iron Man too. Like he's you know yeah he's probably the best part of Iron Man too. Like like as a nerdy like rip off of Tony Stark, I kind of he's like he's very much the Elon Musk to Tony Stark. It's I kind of <laughs> love it. Oh my god! But yeah, um. So Obadiah Stane, he was a character that. <laughs> what if it's Obadiah Stane's son? And he's also bald and got the goatee like... Um... He looks exactly like Jeff Bridges. Wait, who's an actor who, who could like pull off Jeff Bridges' son? I'm trying to think. Um, Michael Sarah as Obadiah <laughs> Stane Jr. Picture the big like w- warmonger suit, but it's got fucking Michael Sarah's like floppy head coming out the top oh, of it. God. I yeah, will so... destroy you, Captain America, and um, whatever I guess, and you too, Falcon, or or Bucky, whoever you, you say. Are. You say Michael Sarah, but someone's going to get mixed up at some point, and we accidentally hire Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, uh... not again! <laughs> that's how you get. That's how you get fucking Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I genuinely think that movie would be better if Michael Sarah was playing Lex Luthor instead of Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> you imagine the choices he would actually no. That movie would work better if Michael Sarah was playing Superman instead of Lex Luthor. Oh god. Picture Michael Sarah as Superman. For a second, just picture him in the suit. He's got the undies on the outside. And it's like he's the least intimidating man ever and he's like looking up at 6 foot 3, 250 pound Ben Affleck, made of muscle. And then he just flicks him and he sends him flying across the room with a Superman strength. You see, you say that, and like I'm picturing it, and I can only picture it, like you know, movie Megamind, where they get fucking uh, Jonah Hill's character to make him like a superhero and stuff. I'm just picturing that, so it's like Henry Cavill's really buff body and just Michael Sarah's head. It's a reverse Captain America scenario where we took <laughs> yeah. a skinny actor and put him on a buff body. Oh, do you ever? Uh- you know the Marvel thing where they take an actor and they like they buff him up, they fucking they get him cut, they get him lean, they like pack him like they're yeah. muscle ear to ear, three percent body fat, and yeah. like they've proven over the years, like with Chris Pratt and Camille Mangiani, like I genuinely respect for him, but like they can get almost any actor into that superhero shape with enough money and time, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any actor in particular you're like fuck? I'd love them to get the Marvel treatment. Oh God, um. <laughs> I can tell you mine will you think of yours if that's any good. Yeah, sure. Hear me out, right? Jack Black. Imagine. Okay. Imagine School of Rockstar, Kung Fu Panda's own Jack Black, but you give him the Uncle Iroh treatment. So, like, the whole movie he's played as, <laughs> like, this chubby, kind of lovable guy. And then he takes the pillow out from under his shirt, takes it off, and he's just swole. The guy looks but like a fucking back power from lifter. These days, so he also has like this this magnificent beard going on as well. Um. <sighs> I'm trying to think who he could play, and I was like, "Fuck, it'd be so funny if you had him as Hercules." You know, the Marvel version of Hercules. Right. Uh, I got mine. Hit me with and it. And I know it's really hard to improve upon perfection, but Danny DeVito. <gasps> oh, me! Oh my! Like. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, right? I don't want to be mean, but Danny DeVito would be perfect for Pit the Troll or Pip or whatever his name is. You know, the Guardians character? 
<laughs> he just dresses up as, as this troll character from uh, the musical episode of Always Sunny. Uh, you gotta pay the troll toll to get into this get boy's into hole. Boy's <laughs> Wait, Frank. Wait, Frank, did you say hole or soul? What? I said, I said hole. I said soul. Soul. Fucking Danny DeVito is my spirit animal. I fucking love that man. <laughs> Put him in every movie. Put him in any movie. Make him Obi-Wan Kenobi. Make him fucking like. Make him the next Iron Man. Like, put him in everything. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, finally, and this brings us to the very end of the episode, the question we ask ourselves every week after we, we go through our fun adventures and we, we have a laugh, we, we make some salty comments, we talk about how yeah. much we love Danny DeVito. <laughs> that is salty voices. <laughs> our salty, salty voices. Who do you think <laughs> the next Captain America is going to be? Um, Sam. This ah. this one has convinced me to to go uh, root for Sam. I know we weren't like it's not it's not that we weren't rooting for Sam the whole time, but like there was a lot of flip flopping around. You know, I was like, oh, it could be Bucky, could be Sam, but now I'm like, nah. After this episode, I'm like dead set on Sam. No, I I 100% get that, but yeah, hear me out, right? Hear me okay. out. Hear me out. We got a couple options here. Just there's, there's a few new contenders in here. Pretender number God, one. If you say Michael Sarah again. <laughs> All right, we've got two competitors, not three. <laughs> but um, so Carly, she could be Captain America. They hint at that. They keep referencing that. There's been female Captain Americas. They've, they've always been alt world versions, but that'd be that'd be a fun twist. What Probably not to though. Get female Captain America, but also I feel Carly's just committed uh, war crime too many. A lot war of terrorism. A lot of war crimes. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of puts her out. Um, yeah. Battlestar probably out of the running. Probably <laughs> if I had to, if I had to guess. Don't get me wrong; they could prop him up on two sticks and put the mask over his eyes, weekend at Bernie style. So it's like he's gonna say, "Are they just gonna weekend at Bernie's him?" Um, <laughs> he's only slightly less of a puppet than John Walker in that scenario. Oh no! Got him, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we fucking, we fucking got him. We got him. But um, no, um, yeah, it's definitely not Bucky. It's definitely like, I know last episode, I'm like, it could be Bucky. Nah, nah, yeah. fam. it's probably Sam. Like probably it's, Sam. I'm, I've come around on the idea of like Sam and Bucky would make a great Cap and Bucky team. And like, I don't also know which great is. Lovers. We're not, we're, oh, not, obviously. we're not, we're not budging up on that, you know. We, that is the hill we are willing to die on. Like, yeah. You know, in 300, where the massive army comes towards them, and the 300 Spartans draw the line in the sand, they get their formation. They like, we will not move from here. This is like, this is our point. This is where we make our stand. Yeah. That's where we stand. We stand. We're those 300 Spartans standing on the fact that Buck and Bucky and Sam have to slap cheeks by the end of the series. The rest <laughs> of the internet, the rest of the hordes, the internet, the fans, everyone, the listeners, even who are like, no, we can't have that. We wouldn't like that. That's us standing our ground saying those two handsome men should just, just get it over with and slap. Should just like fucking <laughs> cheek to cheek, face to face, metal hand on ass. You know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Big robotic wing up the butt, whatever, whatever they're into. Anyway, <sighs> this has been an episode and a half. Um, should we wrap it up? <laughs> Yeah. On oh, that God. beautiful, majestic note of them making sweaty, metallic love. 
Uh, I've been Jack. I've been Rhiannon. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Should Have Gone for the Head, the only Marvel podcast on the internet worth listening to. If you've enjoyed this episode, Rhiannon, where should you go? What should you do? You should find us at uh, our Instagram handle of at uh, Gone for the Head, which is pretty much as it's spelled, just underscore between the spaces. And if you know you want to follow us individually, um, you can find me at just at Rhiannon Connick again, just an underscore between the names there. And you can find my friend Jack at um, Jack Trying Art on Instagram or Jack Long Illustrations. Will come up for either one. I've changed it a couple of times. But yeah, um, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, uh, share it with a friend, tell the people you know and you think would like this or like the movie Space Jam or like like Marvel shit. Just pass it on. And or hell, even if they if don't, they just like the weird ship that <laughs> Bucky and, yeah. and Sam. We're okay with that as well. And um, honestly, honestly, if they don't like that stuff, just lie to them. Tell them we talk about a thing they like. Do they like BJJ? <laughs> Do they like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Tell them we talk about that like Joe Rogan does. Tell them, tell them we got guests Just tell them it's stars. Joe Rogan and put us on instead. It, it, it's very convincing. There's there's oh. basically no you know? Oh, I can do Joe Rogan. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. <laughs> um, oh, no. Let's just do mushrooms and talk about right-wing politics and, like, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And the only way to can survive we get that up is on the to screen? only eat meat. And um, one sec. Let me just do some bicep curls while I talk about how aliens are real. And here's my guest, someone you've never heard about. But I'm going to have an in-depth conversation, most of which is going to end up talking about working out anyway. Let's smoke some weed. That is. I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but that sounds like Joe Rogan to me. Jamie, can you Jamie, can you look that up for us? Jamie, Jamie, can you look that up and tell us? Can you fact check us? We don't want to be fact checked by the audience, by the LGBT. I'm not transphobic. I just don't agree with anything they say, believe, or do. That is oh, every no. episode of that is every episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. Like oh, no. every, like you don't need to listen to it now because I summarized every episode for you. Anyway, oh, God, that's thanks for listening. It's so problematic. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. And we are...